Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Episode 8 of Brews and Bruins, the number 13 podcast in the history of Brazil. Well, hockey podcast. We, we won't talk about that. Uh, I'm Chris Gear. I drew the short straw today, so I'm your host here with Drew Johnson, Cam Hasbrook. How are you boys doing? Uh, I'm doing well, actually. We had some minor technical difficulties going on the first time, about 20 seconds ago, when we tried to record this, and I was inserting with the fact that we're the number 13 hockey podcast so i'm glad you've corrected yourself here on number two but it leaves me with yeah, i only save. heard it the second time <laughs> exactly so i'll just end with a quick shout out to brazil and go bobby Firmino and those large teeth of his i love them what are you drinking oh right i'm drinking um back into the terrapin beer company i gotta say i bought a variety pack from these guys last week and i had one of them featured on last week's episode and i've really liked this variety pack this dispensary pack that they have Right now I'm drinking, this is another oddly named, they're all marijuana themed, I guess. It's the Magic (laughs) Brownie Hemp Brownie Ale. Really delicious, though. It's got like a, I mean, it's a brown ale, but it's got a unique flavor to it. I'm a a really big fan, so I would highly recommend anybody try it out. Is the unique flavor hemp? No, although, again, I cracked the first one (laughs) last week. I put my money on that. Yeah, I cracked the first one last week, and it smelled like weed, and I was kind of expecting that kind of flavor, and then I tasted it, and it was just like your normal IPA, so... This one, again, a brown ale, a brownie ale, as they call it, but it's really delicious. I'm a big fan. The FBI is going to come knocking on your door. Yeah, it maybe. smells like weed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am Drew Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter, at Doob but you probably don't want to do that. Um, I am drinking a Moose Juice IPA from the Great North Aleworks. is the brewery out of Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, I actually... Oh, I should have done that into the microphone. I, uh, <laughs> I haven't tried this yet, so I'm looking forward to it. Moose juice, Dr. Seuss. All right, let's see what we got. I think it's actually uh, <laughs> from the blood of a moose that like Kevin Miller and Brad Marchand shot down. Marsh- you know, Milko. <laughs> yeah. They got some cool stuff. I was checking. Some of them, I, I, I found with their products, no offense to either of them, they're either like really ugly or like, I really dig them. I found there was no in between. Very minimalist designs on some of those things, and some of them just do not work. Yeah, see, I'm a fan of minimalist, but again, it's like it either it hits or it doesn't. So, a couple tens on there, a couple zeros, but you guys keep chugging that, you know, entrepreneur. Funny thing (laughs) on on the can of this beer, it has like the recycle symbol, and next to it, you know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm Chris Gear. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Top Gear. Um, <laughs> nice, I like that. It's different. I'm I'm drinking an Alpine Nelson. This is probably like the third time I've done this on this podcast in the eight episodes we've had because this is the beer we've had. Um, good beer. Uh, nothing bad to say about it. There you go. Uh, what 
what's going on, guys? Uh, th- this is weird. What's yeah, this is really weird. I'm gonna just—I didn't add my Twitter, but you know where to find me there. But you can also find me at the same place on LinkedIn if you want to connect. You know, enter hey, that job market. I think I think we might actually be connected. Oh, I feel like we probably together. have. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I just actually today I made a TikTok doob schmoob for that as oh, well. Oh God! <laughs> Ooh, uh-oh. I have nothing there yet. I have it's I have get, not gotten that desperate. It's gonna um, get fun. Yeah, I haven't either. So. <laughs> Bruce so and Bruins TikTok coming soon. Let, yeah, let, let's lead with what we've been doing uh, since we've been quarantined. And I'll start with, I watched the entire Fast and Furious series <laughs> in that. three days. I, I was gonna, <laughs> you watched no. it Fast and Furiously then? You'd say, yeah, I saw that on your story and I was going to message you like, are you okay? <laughs> no, the answer is no. <laughs> I have left the apartment literally one time to go for a run and there were too many people out and i got like really anxious about it and i just came (laughs) back (laughs) no um i also went for a run once and that was mostly because i just kept feeling guilty that i hadn't been doing that so i finally did and for the last couple days i've been thinking about it and then realizing i'm still sore from that single run and so I've used that as an excuse to not keep going for a What run. are you, like 50? <laughs> I know, I know. And here I played like three years of like club college hockey. Not to like, you know, not that that's anything crazy. Not to brag but, like, or anything. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it's nothing to brag about, but like. You basically are brewing, you know. But like, I, I've like been an, an athlete, not a great one, but a decent one my whole life. And like, I feel like an asshole that I run once and feel sore for a couple of days, but I'm still using it as an excuse. Other than that, uh, I think I'm doing the same thing as everybody else, watching some shows, reading some books. So I'll give a quick shout-out. I already watched all of Peaky Blinders. Oh, Absolutely dude, phenomenal so show. Probably my favorite good. show of all time. It's Easy, been juggling between that and Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peaky Blinders, great. I just started Mad Men a couple days ago, and I've been watching Archer. And then I've been reading through a Stephen King series. So other than that, nice. it's been it's been pretty boring. So that's here we are. Productive though, that's pretty yeah. productive. I mean, uh, if you call it productive, like sitting on my couch for like nine hours a day, I was really looking forward to talking to you guys because this is a little productivity in the yeah. yeah. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I um I watched so so far I watched 1917 twice. I originally watched it in theaters, and if you have not seen that movie, have you guys seen that movie? 19... I haven't, it, but I should. It's so good. Wait, Literally, did you say 1917? 1917. Okay, yeah, I, I misheard you for a sec, but yeah, yeah. I see it twice. Not to be confused with 1950 and 1960. You've seen it, Cam? Oh, yeah, I, watched, yeah. I saw it once in theaters. I snuck a tall boy in there with my buddy. Shout out, Bruce of the Bruce <laughs> And then uh, the second time I watched it last week, actually, at my buddy's place, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, Again. no, it's so good. It's, uh, I think, easily one of the best war films of all time i'm not saying it's like better than saving private private ryan Ryan but but it's up there like it's it's in the conversation when you're i think you know in 20 years when you're listing best war movies it's going to be your your top three yeah i think what i'm thinking like war films or series it's like saving private ryan and band of brothers are like untouchable at the top you know what that's what i should do i should rewatch that because i watched it in um there was like this World War Two class I took in high school where mm-hmm. I watched like we because the teacher was just like okay yeah you're all seniors you don't care let's just watch Band of Brothers like let's do it <laughs> it's pretty accurate actually so history I yeah I read the book uh, Shout last out Mr. year <laughs> yeah I read the book last year and I was like shocked by how accurate the series was like the television series was almost I mean obviously they skipped over a couple of things but as far yeah. as like scenes that they actually had in the show. I was reading the book and I was like, "Wow, this is exactly how it happened in the show." So, 
Good job yeah, on them was, for like keeping it. That was one of the earliest. I mean, not like earliest, but one of the first like prestige miniseries mm-hmm. to come out to be adapted from a novel. And I think that kind of it didn't really get the ball rolling because it didn't start happening quickly after that. But a lot of a lot of other people started realizing like, oh, we can't just start making these novels into movies because we run out of room. Yeah, to cut so much. Yeah. And I think Doing a miniseries kind of opens it up a little bit. A recent yeah. miniseries that was really good is Chernobyl. Oh yeah, that HBO, was really good. Yeah. Six episodes. I kind really of forgot good. about that. I watched it so quick yeah. and like before yeah, all this I bullshit started. Through that, like, man. That is, it was oh. like a week, and then yeah, I kind of yeah. forgot about it, but it was very good. Yeah, it's really good. But uh, other stuff I've been doing while well, not quarantine, social distancing. I play a lot of fucking video games. Yeah, like yeah. a lot, a lot. Um, and which is cool because you know I have this like group of guys from high school uh, that we all used to hang out and we would we stay in touch. I mean, some of us are in different. One of my friends just moved to uh, South Carolina, so it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's like we're all spread That's out, tough. but we get to you know play PlayStation and shit together and talk. So it's actually been keeping me sane talking to them. Yeah, I was <laughs> but, about to ask if you're a PlayStation or Xbox guy, but. Mm. Your PlayStation, PlayStation, yeah. Okay. Warzone PS4 came over out. here. Battle Royale, well, Warzone. So uh, I'm an Xbox guy, but we got to connect on on Warzone or something. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. There's a lot of games now that they're actually allowing crossplay. Yeah, finally, um, I, I feel like that should have happened. All you so gamers long ago. out there, I feel like it should have um, happened so long ago. I, I I really do think both sides benefit from it. Honestly, yeah, they do. I think originally they were like, oh well, if you know. Two of your friends have Xbox, and one of them's thinking about getting one. They'll get Xbox because they can't play together otherwise. And then I think they just realize, like, this is what people want. Fuck it. People are going to yeah. get what they're going to get, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I too, am a PlayStation person. Uh, nice. Logic. Yeah, don't don't game a whole lot, but I did just download a handful. Um, just started playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, that's a, that's seems a good cool one. So far. I never completed it, but it's... Great graphics, great mechanics. Yeah. We'll just do game reviews. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> um, all right, let's. We wanted, you guys want to talk about a little bit of hockey here? Or we got uh, a couple nah, things to talk about. Um, no, all right, never no. mind, never mind. That's fine. We're just talking about video. <laughs> I will say, really, real quick, this beer is actually pretty good. It's an IPA, but it's like, it's a bit darker. It kind of reminds me of a lager in a way. I don't know that. That logo on the back of the can, or on the front of the can, I guess, the Great Divide logo, or Great North. Uh, yeah, Great North. Same thing. It looks, it looks like <laughs> it looks like the Lincoln Park logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Copyright. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, stuff. this is a good beer. I don't know. Yeah, we can talk about it. There's a couple things going on. All right, all right, all right. Um, Sports. Yeah, so I guess, I guess the first thing is talk about uh Delaware North and that whole situation yeah, and part two. how uh yeah uh kind of seemed like it was resolved a little bit and then uh now kind of seems like more of a shitty situation yeah it's definitely not getting any better i want to make sure i have this numbers right so okay so yeah it is the boston bruins uh, are putting 68 full-time staff on temporary leave and doing salary reductions for an additional 82. Um, Jeremy Jacobs is a multi-billionaire. I've seen estimates for his net worth range from 3.3 to around 3.6 billion. 
I don't know exactly what it is, but at that point, it's like, how much does it matter whether it's 3.3 or 3.6 billion with a B dollars? Uh, it's just like, come on. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, when you're talking about point whatever, that's hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars. Oh, no, so I, I, I get yeah. that. But at the same time, if you're worth three point however many billion dollars, I mean, you know, you're not going to be spending hundreds of millions to, you know. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's people. not like, oh, I have 3.4. Like, I could afford it if I have 3.6. But, yeah. You know, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I called them some names on the on the last episode. <laughs> um, ruined my credibility. Poophead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Poophead, that's exactly what I called them. No, I think I called real, them a dickhead. Real meanie. <laughs> you know, I should really up the ante. He's like, you know, he's just like a fuckface. I don't know. Um, no, but like... Like I get, like all these small businesses are putting people on leave and have to decrease the salary, and that, and a lot of people are filing for unemployment benefits uh, during this time. For that, three point like, three million people. Yeah, which is bigger than like the two thousand and eight recession, right? I think I read that like on NPR. Or something. Yeah, it was like a measurable percentage of the population, like a yeah. good, a good chunk. And so, like, I mean, these workers probably have the option too, but when you have you know, uh, I mean, I guess you can. It, it's equivalent to like a CEO of a big company, say like Amazon or Google or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. If you have this mega rich CEO or owner, like they can afford to. And I mean, I know these people aren't working because there isn't work to be done in this sector uh, of you know TD Garden and Bruins and all that. But I mean, you know, giving them a salary cut is. I don't know. You got the money, you know. Or just how yeah, putting them on leave outright, like either one. Yeah. Yeah. I saw I was scrolling through my phone today, just kinda of digging around. And for those of you who have iPhones, if you scroll all the way to the left, again I'm a journalism like nerd, so I have like the news thing like way up at the top. And of course I saw Boston Bruins in the Apple News thing and it caught my eye and it was this USA Today article titled the Boston Bruins and their fans should be embarrassed by their shameful billionaire owner. And I was like, oh, well, I know where this is going, but I clicked on it and read through it and stuff. And I get, I definitely get, I, again, I feel like as fans of the team, obviously there's like, a, I, I feel like obviously Jacobs should get some shit for this because it is and kind of unreasonable. Is. And he is, he is on, especially on social media and stuff. That being said, the people who are on social media, like, attacking Bruins fans for this, like, as if they had any say over it, is kind of ridiculous, obviously. I think you guys would agree. Yeah. It's not like yeah. any of us or the average Bruins fan, you know, is like has any control over this. Um, but one thing I will say is that, look, it's good that people are voicing their opinion on social media. I mean, I know the 76ers earlier, I believe it was this week, had a similar thing where they announced pay cuts for their team and everybody just shit on them on Twitter. And then they kind of walked it back and were like, all right, never mind. We shouldn't have done that. We're sorry. And they ended up announcing they're going to pay their team. Based on how this whole thing has gone with the Bruins and Jeremy Jacobs originally saying, I'm only going to pay TD Garden workers if the games get canceled months from now, presumably, then you know I, I don't really see the Bruins walking back their statements and their plan on this at all, but I still think, what else do you have to do? Try to voice your opinion as the people and, and see if you can do something about it. 
yeah, yeah I, as as a billionaire company owner jeremy jacobs has no actual legal responsibility to pay his workers right now since they're mm-hmm. not doing work right. but one if you want to inspire some kind of loyalty in your employees uh to the business or to you as a person doling out a minor minor percentage of your net worth to keep these people alive literally uh isn't that much of a stretch to make Mm -hmm. and two i mean if everybody else is doing it (laughs) it looks extra bad on you but i think i alluded to this on twitter a little bit but I, i think if you're a certain level of rich you afford yourself you afford yourself the ability not to listen to people and he doesn't have to care what other people think because he has a shit ton of money and that's kind of sad but it appears to be the truth yeah i think you know in terms of what uh cam had said about that article um about you know bruins fans should be ashamed of their honor i think we all are ashamed of Part in the motorcycle in the background. I don't know if the mic's picking that up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Quick, bro. Quickly social distancing. Or maybe that was a sports distancing. car, man. Compensating for something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fast and furious. Um, hey, so hey, Compensating for his or her roommate having coronavirus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Getting the hell away. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we all are ashamed of, of him, but... You know, we're Bruins fans. We go and support the players, the team. We do not support Jacobs. I mean, we do financially, obviously, but, like, you know, we're not going there for him. Um, so I think, what yeah. If you, what if we did? Well, yeah, we're like, I'm just <laughs> a huge team Jacobs fan, there. man. Yeah, I don't really like the Celtics, but I'm a huge Wick Grossbeck guy. <laughs> just want to give him my money. I assume he's the owner. I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I'm not a yes, he is. basketball guy. Um Something we have this uh me and a couple of like my uncles and cousins we have this group chat and it's it's strictly sports. At one point it was named uh like in emojis goat and then six rings and then goat. Um and, and now it's not. Referring um, to who? Who's that? Uh, I'm a know. Rams fan so I don't know. No, I, I just, you know, just goats. Just in goats in general. I just, just want to marry goats, yeah. bro. Um <laughs> it's a it's a hypothetical uh group chat about like, what if Kurt Warner had not lost that oh, Super Bowl? Oh, God, don't I'm really sorry, bro. That was the beginning of my life, and it was a, it was, oh. I, I was born just before the greatest show on turf, though, so we're chilling. But uh, we, so we were talking about, you know, this whole situation, because it's basically just all sports. Once in a while, we throw out something random, but uh, something we talked about is how much we appreciate Robert Kraft. Because, you know, a lot of, and I think this goes for a lot of owners in the business, it's, it's business. Uh, you know, you own a team, makes money, sure, you're, you like the sport, I guess. But, you know, Kraft was someone who, or is someone who came from, you know, being a season ticket holder and is just so much invested in those players, in the team, in the game. Um, and I think that's, you know, kind of a blessing. I don't think every, you know, sports city has an owner that is like that. Um, that much passion for it so it kind of made me you know i really appreciated him before as an owner but it really makes me appreciate seeing this with the bruins uh how you know nice of a guy he is uh and all i mean i've never met him and there's obviously been some stuff 
recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like what? Uh, you know, just like you know, sex. Um, and <laughs> in general, no. Uh, but yeah, I think you know, overall, as an owner, he he's really good, and it made me you know appreciate him a little bit more, considering how much of a dickhead this man is. Paul Jacobs, Hall of Famer Jeremy Jacobs, as a builder. You mentioned yeah. it was uh, <laughs> talking about last w- week, yeah, yeah, the whole Willie O'Ree thing, but yeah, um, yep. I think it's interesting as like an owner, just in general, as like because I think the ideal owner for a sports team is someone who cares about the sport and the team, but understands that just because they have a fuck ton of money and can buy a sports team doesn't necessarily mean they have the credentials to run the team so it's yeah. like you have to be passionate about think, it but not I think bob craft kind of toes that line where he thinks he has yeah so that's uh, the thing it's like yeah. it's interesting it's like you want to like obviously you have the money to own the team and to be the one supplying for all of this but at the same time you're probably not the most brilliant mind when it comes to sports maybe you are in which case i envy you that you have that much money and you're just that brilliant when it comes to sports but it's like i mean what else would you under- do if you had that money yeah <laughs> having the money. understanding that like you can provide for it but like putting other people in charge of the actual on field or on ice or whatever production is is an interesting line there mark cuban mark cuban gets it I have never had more respect for Mark Cuban than, granted, I haven't paid that much attention to Mark Cuban in my life, but over the past week, I've gained a lot of respect for him. So, shout out Mark Cuban. I guess he needs it yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he needs the publicity. Yeah, Mark, Mark, if, you're, if you're listening, Cubes, uh, shouts to you, Yeah, man. you do you. You have our approval. <laughs> I thought well, you said uh, something else that rhymes with Cubes for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Um, yep, for sure. <laughs> one thing I will say is that I think it's been really awesome seeing, um, you know, obviously it's not an ideal scenario for anyone, but I think seeing a lot of the ways that the players especially are reaching out just to kind of interact with fans some, whether it's, you know, just basic posting videos on social media or doing, like, Reddit AMAs or things like that, or especially the ones who are, like, going above and beyond and, like, setting up, uh, you know, foundation, not necessarily foundations, but donating Go money. GoFundMes and Go shit. GoFundMes yeah. and things like that, like Brad Marshan, a couple of the Bruins did, Marshan, Marshan, Marshan. Well, that, uh, was, uh, Marshan, that was, like, this, this son and uh, father who started that, and then, yeah. the, you know, Marshan got behind it and yeah. was like, yeah, shared it, and yeah. then it took off, so. But, but, no, I think it's cool that, like, at least... You know, it's like you have this kind of disconnect, especially when you look at the Bruins between the fans and the owner and things like that. And it's nice to see the players and some other people in the organization kind of step in as a middleman and and kind of relate, I would say, a little bit more to the average fan than, say, somebody like Jeremy Jacobs is. Yeah, and I honestly wonder because I don't I don't think they'll speak publicly. Uh, but I wonder what the the players think of Jacobs. I'd love to hear what Marshawn thinks about him. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I mean it's it's hard to come out and yeah, you can't <laughs> yeah. you talk shit about the guy really, who writes your but, signs um, your checks. But but yeah. I would love to hear like a, a private conversation with him and another player like talking about him being an asshole or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean there was the uh, so the. That Uber conversation in with the senators that was uh, recorded on tape, where they were talking shit about like the assistant coaches and stuff. I think that's about as close as we can get. And I mean, Eugene Melnick is a 
total shithead who... (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you really feel, Chris. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he... (laughs) He basically used... uh, I don't remember the whole backstory, but he had a whole situation where he needed a kidney transplant. And I think he got a kidney transplant from somebody uh, like a fan of the Ottawa Senators. And he basically used that whole scenario to like promote the Senators and then sold all of their good players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not ideal. <laughs> I just feel bad for Senators fans. I respect them. It's kind of like Orioles fans. Very different, obviously, the scenario that you just brought up is very different, but, like, having worked with the Orioles TV station last summer, it's like, I feel bad for you guys because well, cool. your team is such dog shit, but at the same time, it's like, I respect the shit you guys, because they show up in force, and they, they have supported a team for years that is just absolute dog shit, so I do have respect for you guys, Sens fans. It's tough, but keep so chugging. I, so spe- speaking of the Senators and, and the Bruins, uh, I don't know how to shut this off but my phone i i had the bruins app on my phone mm-hmm. like a few years ago and i it had a button where you could add the calendar to your oh, google yeah. calendar yeah. oh so and it i keeps did that coming up. <laughs> and now it does it in perpetuity i don't have the app anymore i don't know how to stop it <laughs> and now and now every day that there was a bruins game it says postponed ottawa senators at boston bruins at three fifty at three forty five right before the puck is gonna drop in 15 minutes or whatever i was like 345 what the fuck and then i was like oh yeah west coast (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's wonderful by the way yeah hockey start like immediately after i get home from work i use the app uh the score and when they announced that they're postponing it i was like it my phone makes the same vibration for that app as a text message so it was blowing up with this game postponed, and then two minutes later, this game postponed, and two minutes later, it kept going. But I kept checking it because I was like, what if this is a text? And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> slam it down. <laughs> it's like extra cruel because obviously at this point we already know the games are postponed. And it sounds like, Chris, for you, like you don't need this schedule to be – even if the games are being played, it's like you don't really necessarily want that update so now that it's- no, this this was before I had the option to go on. I didn't have a good app for it because mm-hmm. I didn't like the ESPN app, so I wasn't using that. So I was using like a combination of like ESPN and Yahoo. Yeah, and Yahoo didn't have hockey at that time, so I couldn't like have the schedule um, for like alerts of when the game was starting. So I just added it to my calendar, and I've never been able to yeah. get it off since. <laughs> and now I use Bleacher Report, which is a shitty website but a really good like notifications hey, app they share a lot of the hockey writers <laughs> can right, cool. not speak badly about them but good, we can good not being with them anymore I, I do know some people actually who work for bleach reports so i don't want to toss them down but um but yeah no chris <laughs> but like, you're about not, to <laughs> no, so to, to be fair I, I don't hate bleach report i just think like some of the ways that they get their content out is a little sketchy uh, like going for very obvious clickbait. Um, Cam has left, so he can't defend uh, Bleacher Report anymore. But I, I mean, like they they did that one thing where they sent out like I, I forget exactly what it was for. I think it was for the World Cup or something. I don't know. It was like a USA shit going on. And they had every 
they had like a picture of like all the great American athletes in the background or whatever, and then they just had like a couple of random like actors and actresses and stuff that was just like what you did that specifically so people would point that shit out and and share it so it would go viral <laughs> i actually remember exactly what you're talking about yeah <laughs> and it, but um, it worked though it worked oh, no, oh absolutely so it's, it's like brilliant. it's brilliant it's just like but i i recognize it and i think it's sketchy and shady and so i choose not to read their articles most of the time uh, another thing uh I know this is like going back, throwback to 10 minutes ago, talking about what Bruins players are oh, doing. I'm about to throw it back to uh, the Ottawa Senators after you finish this. So, <laughs> Oh, I was going to say uh, <clears throat> some of the Bruins players have been live streaming uh, specifically Fortnite, which makes me want to puke. But um, I was watching at one point and like so many people were like throwing in questions and I like just like commented in the stream. It was Pasternak and Jake DeBrusque and... They he read the wrong person's question. Like he read someone else's question and then thought it was me saying it. Like someone was asking him because Pasternak was streaming. He they were asking, "Oh, do you have your separate uh, stream, Jake?" And so many people had asked that, and he'd answered it five times. So he was so annoyed, and he said, "No, I am not streaming, Doob Schmoob." And then chuckled, and I was like, "I I didn't ask that, but thank you for saying my name." And I should have like recorded it and. You know, had it as my ringtone or something. But. Drew, while we're talking about this, because we've, we've actually, I feel like we brought this up just about every episode, and seeing as there's no actual hockey to talk about now, I feel tradition like it's is time. tradition. Can we get the context behind Douche Move? Because I, like, I knew the name Douche okay. Move before I think I knew your actual name from Twitter like four years ago. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't think Chris knows. The fans certainly fucking don't know. So let's, can you get the background with this finally? All right. So it's a little hazy. <laughs> That's so, it, like, great. Awesome. <laughs> it was high school. And so, okay, so it was like, it, it has like two reasonings. Right. So the first is we, you know, my friends in high school, I talked about gaming with earlier. Um, we were like, we just like had random nicknames for each other. Like Steven was Steve. So, like, Doob kind of goes along with that okay. for Drew. Okay. Uh, we already had a kid in our group, uh, Derek. We called him D, um, the big D sometimes. Um, <clears throat> and then I have... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, only, only sometimes, you know. Uh, you know, depends on the time. <laughs> and so... <laughs> it depends on what we're doing that day. <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing, what the temperature and humidity is. Yeah. Uh, there's also another guy uh, named Drew in our group, so we kind of call him by his last name. And so they started calling me Doob. And so it has that meaning where, you know, it goes along with Steve and, like, all these names. But also, you know, when we were getting into later high school, we started smoking weed before it was cool, you know, before it was legal. <laughs> <laughs> Way after Big it was guy. cool. Um, and so then it kind of had that meaning, you know, so uh, it worked out. That's why I uh, shout out to Mark Allred, who once in a while will comment on my things like doobie schmooby. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, oh, I like it. So, yeah, that, it has that double meaning. But then I was like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, you, you know, like potato, potato, like doob schmoob, like whatever, you know, no. that was kind of the thinking behind it. And Or to quote, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, which I watched last night. Uh, genocide, schmenocide. 
Exactly, which is awful. Which is so, but something you should never. That's say. what I mean. Like when you have a word and then you just pronounce it differently with the sh at the beginning. That's that's what I was going for. But all right, well, let's let's not talk about genocide. <laughs> I think I speak for all of us when I say that was a really exciting story. Um, I can't wait for someone to take that snippet of you just saying. Genocide. Yeah, it's gonna become a new thing. They're gonna be like, we're gonna get like an article on like BuzzFeed, and it's gonna be like this Boston Bruins podcast. <laughs> Promotes genocide. It's like, what the it fuck doesn't is going promote on? genocide. Yeah. Speaks blase. Yeah, but BuzzFeed, you know, the, you know. That's the, yeah. uh, that's the cold <laughs> open. Just genocide, <laughs> genocide. Um, no, so I, honestly, one of my favorite things to do is whenever people are, I don't know, exaggerating a little bit too much and, and saying things. You know what's the worst? And I'm just like, I don't know, genocide? Yeah. <laughs> and they can't tell you you're wrong because what's worse yeah, than that? So, yeah. Um, but, uh, to go back to the Ottawa senators, uh, and not to make this an Ottawa senators podcast, but to <laughs> adhere to the rule where we always have to make it say not to make this, uh, this podcast, podcast yep. and then yep. talk about that thing. It's going to become its own uh, segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a segment. Not to make this a blank podcast. <laughs> not to um, make this a genocide podcast. Oh God. If, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like literally not to make this a genocide <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, the 15, 16 Ottawa Senators, if you just look at that roster and you're like, what if they had just stayed the course? Yeah. Uh, Eric Carlson, Mark Stone, Mike Hoffman, Bobby Ryan, Mika Zabanajad, JG Pajot, Zach they... Smith, oh, Kyle fuck. Turris, Cody Cece, uh, and then just like a sh- bunch of shitty defensemen. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Zingle was on that team. Um, yeah, just uh, like f- fucking loaded top six like if they had just stuck with it a little bit but uh eugene melnick was too cheap and wasn't willing to pay up for his uh higher end players and so you know what you get what you get and now that team is really bad am i the only one that's still irrationally upset about the 2017 playoffs when the Bruins lost to the senators because i like again i don't want to shit on the senators too much here but like they were like the Bruins were beat up. They were injured and stuff. But there was just they were absolutely beat up. There was absolutely no fucking reason that the Bruins should have lost that series. Do you remember what the second line was in that game seven for the Bruins or, or the Senators? I think the they Bruins lost in six. It was yeah the six, game six. Yeah. It was the the Bruins second line. Uh, Sean Corrali was the center. Uh, I love Sean Corrali, but he's not a second line center. <laughs> David Backus was the right wing, and I honestly don't even remember who the left wing was yeah i'm looking through the roster right now and it's not promising brad marshall had two assists he did his he did his job and colin miller had an assist too remember him good times but yeah that's how it is it was it was a tough series here we go reviewing three-year-old playoff series so, so speaking of paying players we had a question on twitter which i will yeah. now read i was about to segue to that <clears throat> So yeah, there you go. Here we go. Great minds it. think alike, there, Drew. Who's your favorite host now, listeners? Yeah, so. um, always not me. <laughs> always none of us. <laughs> none of us. <laughs> Which I also um, voted for. <laughs> so I will say. Uh, this is from at Chris. I don't want to pronounce this wrong, but Runyon, R U N Y O N, fifteen. Correct. He said, "Okay, <laughs> you know, names weird." Um, so. 
he says uh, outlook from players going into free agency, i.e., Krug to Brusque, on re-signing with Boston after seeing how much of a tool bag Jeremy <laughs> Jacobs is and how he's handled this NHL postponement. And then he uh, finished up with big fan uh, SSG in the Army listening from Fort Stewart, uh, Georgia. Keep up the good work. Uh, I don't know military SSG. I looked it up. Sar- I'm like ninety. Staff- it's staff sergeant. I think staff, staff sergeant. sergeant. Right. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, and so yeah, thank you, Chris for your service and your question. Uh, we've talked about Krug and DeBrusque a lot, but, I mean, things are sort of changing. I think it was you, Chris, who mentioned, uh, I think it was last episode, about how this could affect the cap going up because it was originally expected to go up to uh, $84 million minimum, but now with all of this it could change. So um, I guess it's kind of like a time to reassess what our original predictions were perhaps. Well, not even not even just that. This this could be used as a a reason not to raise the cap. Not like it is a legitimate reason not to raise the cap. It could be used as a reason to lower it even further. Um, not lower it from what it is, but lower it from the estimate that was there. Because if you remember, I definitely talked about this. But if you recall, yeah. the last time the CBA was being discussed, and where I guess it was two years ago when the when the cap was being discussed. Um, they came out of the owners meeting with a, an idea of what it was going to be. And what it actually ended up being was below what the lower end of what they were projecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, which is annoying. Uh, pretty stupid. Doesn't really give a team time to plan things like that. I think just overall, not like we're kind of, we, I'm dodging the question here, but um, I think, it'd be really smart if they came up with a system where they could project the cap years ahead of time so that teams could know how much money they're going to have to spend in, in that off season before they actually go into it. Um, but as far as Krug and DeBrusque, I don't think it really changes something like that. Shouldn't really change your, you've already made moves to, give yourself the cap room to do that so i I don't think that sweeney made these moves expecting the cap to go up a significant amount or anything like that and and i think what our projections of those contracts would be i think should still hold up yeah hopefully i mean again it's like this is like a couple weeks and potentially months from now of uncertainty and it's also interesting because which honestly, I don't know how we haven't thought about this until now. Maybe you guys have, but I haven't. But what exactly will be defined as the off season? It's like when are these contracts actually going to be negotiated? Because under a standard right. season, the off season begins late June, July, August. You know, like really, especially July is when you really have these things going down. And now, if we're talking about pushing the postseason to August. How is that going to affect negotiations as far as do our like I assume players are going to want to finish out this season before they start negotiating contracts beyond that because if they do well in whatever if there is the rest of the regular season or into the playoffs that could be used to benefit them but now it's like we're not finishing till August and we're supposedly playing hockey a month and a half later in the 2020-2021 season how does that affect things? There's so many unknowns, but I don't know. I mean, it, it all depends on the cap, 
to go back to Staff Sergeant Chris, just to you know differentiate, differentiate a little bit. Me. Yeah, his question <laughs> was specifically with Jacobs. I as much as I think a lot of people would like to see athletes, you know, be able to have a bigger role in things like that. At the end of the day, kind of what we talked about is true. There's, these are the guys signing their checks. Jeremy Jacobs is the one at the end of the day signing the checks for the Bruins, so I don't think they are going to be able to have much negotiating power as far as that kind of thing goes. So I don't think that specifically will have an impact on their salaries or whether they choose to re-sign with the Bruins. But just as far as this whole coronavirus you know, delay, break, whatever you call it, there's a lot of questions there about how this can affect it, and I don't think anybody really has it. We can speculate, but it's like, who really knows? Yeah, I think uh, you got to remember, you got to... Uh, I'll quote Chris on this one. I uh, <clears throat> I agree. Uh, tool bag Jeremy Jacobs in the room discussing the, the cap going up. You know, it's all the owners. So, uh, based on Can recent events... we refer events, to him as a Staff Sergeant Runyon? You're yeah, that's right. definitely. I just didn't want to pronounce his last name wrong in case I was wrong. I <laughs> like, that's what like, I wanted to do, like but onion? I didn't know. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, I wanted I wanted to note that this was not me, but whoever responded to him on the Bruins and Bruins account will certainly get this. Uh, get to this one. Yeah, that was me. Thanks my bad. for the kind of words. I meant to say kind words. I know you meant to say. I'm gonna blame that on autocorrect. <laughs> it sounded like an insult. <laughs> All right. for the kind of words. I would like to extend a <laughs> formal apology. These things you thought were words. <laughs> I would like to extend a formal apology. To, I hope I'm not butchering his name now because it's going to feel really insincere. But Staff it's Sergeant Iranian. There's a silent A at the end. Yeah, apparently. it was autocorrect. I promise you I was not trying to slander you. I genuinely was like, this is a good question. We want to address this on the pod. No, I think he And thank you too. for your I service. Think every, I but, think like, everyone got it. But yeah. I, so the worst part I is I didn't notice it. it. I didn't notice it until way later when we were like planning out this podcast <laughs> a little bit. I went back and I was like, let me make sure we get his question exactly as it is. And I looked at it and I was like, fucking God. Like... Shit, here we go. Thanks I fucked that up. Kind of words. Here I am I trying mean, to be nice. He, he responded yeah. it. He responded to it too. He said, "No worries, appreciate it, gents. Keep up, keep it up." <laughs> so thank you, thank you for very, that. Very nice guy. I, Shouts to I you, promise you, Sergeant Runyon. Yeah, I was not trying to be an asshole. I just am bad at typing or whatever. So I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone thought you were being an <laughs> asshole. I just found it so funny to interpret that way. <laughs> 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 and also, everyone would have assumed it was Drew. So good move. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I'll, 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 I'll that's up to it. That was me. Was that was me. I was clarifying. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, uh, there is another. Unless any of you have more on DeBrusque, Jacobs, Krug, Cap, Economy, uh, <laughs> words. <The world. laughs> Kind of words. Um, <laughs> All of my words are kind of words. So some something big that uh, came up in the news uh, a few days ago was uh, Tuka Rask uh, and rumors of him retiring at the end of his current contract. Um, and uh, I don't have it in front of me. I see Cam. I saw on Cam's glasses a screen change, so I assume he's he's looking it up right now. That's the indicator, but. Um, I think it was first reported in the Boston Globe, and then it quickly spread everywhere. 
Um, and I don't remember his exact comments, but I I will say it did indicate that he actually is thinking about it. It wasn't one of these things that like someone ran with and was trying to create something. I, I do think um, what he said actually was uh, justifiably stirred some speculation going on. And I think, I don't know, I, I guess we should discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> For a little bit of context here, uh, Rass becomes a free agent after next season. So yeah, so twenty this year twenty one. Yeah, and then the the rest of next season, and then from there he'll be an unrestricted free agent for what will be his age thirty four season. As far as pure age goes, obviously thirty four for a goaltender is not super old. That's pretty run of the mill. A lot of goalies go into their mid even late thirties. Uh, as we've discussed previously on this podcast, again it takes goalies. Goalies enter their prime later than your average, especially forward, but, you know, even the defenseman who might, you know, hit their prime a little bit later. Goalies hit their prime probably early to mid-30s, so I think we're pretty much seeing it right now with Rask. I don't know. I mean, who are we to say exactly what he wants, but it's like one of those things where it's... (laughs) Thank you, Chris. For those of you listening, which is everyone, Chris just <laughs> not watching. Yeah, Chris just held up a picture of me speaking, which was very unflattering. Feel free to feel free to tweet it out. I don't even care. Whatever. Um, Absolutely. Please do. You'll you'll probably see this before you even listen to this. In which case, I am terribly sorry that you had to look at that because it was it was bad. I, I As didn't my see mom it. says, I, I have a face for radio. Stuff up. I didn't see it. <laughs> Um, oh, it's going on Twitter, but yeah, I, right. I mean, who knows? Like, as far as money goes, he certainly has a chance to, I think, lock in another decently sized contract, especially with the Bruins, who, as we've discussed previously on other episodes, have goaltending prospects who potentially could take over for him down the road. But I don't think a year from now anybody's going to be ready to really take that starter role, at least super effectively barring an incredible season from Dan Vladar or Jeremy Swayman, you know, in Providence to, to jump up unless they sign somebody else. So as far as money goes, I think he could still get another solid contract with Boston, but yeah. it's about personal preference at this point, whether he wants to keep going. Do yeah. you guys think success, you know, over the next two years has a play? Like if they, let's say theoretically they come back and win a Stanley Cup this or next year, and this is all speculation, but do you, do you think that would have a big impact on this? Um, well, something before I wanted to talk about more, there's this article that was reporting his direct comments, and I just wanted to get that in there before we continue. Um, this is from boston.cbslocal.com, uh, reporting on the original article that was in the Boston Globe. Uh, Rask said, quote, I have one year left in the contract, so we'll see if I even play. Um, and then he said, we'll see in brackets, retirement is, uh, end bracket, always a possibility. Um, and they said, just be home. The wear and tear of the travel with two, almost three kids now makes you think I love to do it, but it's tough. Um, so yeah, this is certainly more than rumors. This is actually, you know, him thinking about it. So I just wanted to, you know, put it in concrete what he was actually saying, um, in terms of you know like replacing him uh we talked about it last pro uh uh, episode where we were saying jeremy swayman jeremy swayman uh which i think we all kind of agreed on him potentially being the heir um now with this 
you know, it's not going to be concrete until the end of the contract, but do the Bruins try to keep Polak around? Because, like, cap-wise, it's difficult, and I don't think they are going to keep him around. But now with this, do they, Do you think, you know, Sweeney and Neely are, uh, like, second-guessing? Maybe keeping him around? I don't know. I think it definitely makes things more interesting. The other thing, just to add another dynamic that we can't answer to this, is it's been a few years since Halak had a true starting role, and while he's been a very serviceable backup, throwing him into a, a true starting role is a different story, especially yeah. when you consider that, again, the Bruins don't have even, let's say they do theoretically promote Halak to a backup two years from now, or a year and a half, whatever, then you presumably have to shift even more of a starting role than Rask has had this season because they don't have a reliable backup. Granted, they could sign somebody, but you're not going to get that 60-40 split that Rask has been able to enjoy the last couple of seasons with a reliable backup like Halak. So even if they were to sign him to a true starter role, it's like, who do you have behind him? You You may have to give him even more time, and how reliable is he going to be in that sense? Yeah, the other thing is if Rask's contract is up, you know, you get all that off the cap. But I know Chris hasn't spoken in a while. <laughs> he just made a gesture like, what the fuck? Just, I just wanted just to get that in guys there. Go, his, his money is guys off the cap part at the end of his contract, so there's, you know, wiggle room after that. Go ahead, Chris. The floor is yours. The floor is yours. <laughs> Imagine if I had nothing important to say right now. I wouldn't uh, be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what I will say is uh, – to be fair, I wasn't really listening at the beginning of the first thing Cam was saying because I was too busy taking a picture of him and posting it on Twitter. <laughs> what else is new? Uh, I normally I would come in and say some uh, like I'd throw something on the fire that would uh, you know either make it go out of control or put it out completely. But I think it's somewhere in, in the middle. Like you you got a goalie who's probably had more concussions than any other goalie in the league at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, even, like, undiagnosed ones that for sure, like, if the concussion spotters were doing their actual job, he would have been pulled out of the game. But since it's goalie and you can't really do that, um, he, he's he been, quote-unquote, tough and stayed in the game. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's had to sit out for multiple games many times in his career because of hard hits. Um, so I'm, it's not unreasonable to think that, especially in this day and age when you've got guys, especially in the NFL who are retiring pretty young for concussion reasons. Um, what are we laughing about over there, Drew? (laughs) Don't worry about it. You know, Cam pulling a quick one on you as well. Oh, this is good. Photo op. (laughs) Don't take that out of context for the people. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) pulling a quick one on you with the photo op (laughs) um on the other hand uh i think it's more likely than not tugaras continues playing hockey not necessarily with the bruins because depends on where like you guys were saying swayman and vladar are and what it what makes sense financially for the bruins um if he's willing to accept a backup role at that point depending on how how his play is um yeah i don't see i don't see halak ever returning to a starting role for the bruins at least um i I think it's like we discussed on last episode i think 
he's probably done in a Bruins uniform unless he has played well enough to go be a starter somewhere else. Um, and goaltending is such a weird thing in the NHL that someone's probably going to pay him more money than he deserves to be the unquestioned starter. Um, and yeah, he's probably played his way into a bigger contract than the Bruins can afford at this point, especially with the guys they have coming up who can play goaltender. So I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, there's nothing to talk about. So I think we're making a bigger deal out of this well, than it is, especially since I'll it ask. is over a year away. I'll ask outright. Yes or no. Do you think he retires at the end of this contract? No, I would be a little bit surprised. And again, yes. none of us are too grass, so we really have, like, who knows, but... I think yes. You do, really? Yeah, I do. Uh, maybe Chris um, and I are just being optimists here. I don't know. but yeah, Which no. is rare for know. me. We need, a little, yeah. we need a little controversy on this podcast, which is why I'm saying yes, no. No, I've been actually <laughs> thinking he, he might, um, if you look so at... empty without me. Like you, <laughs> like you said, Chris, the, uh, the all, all the concussion stuff... Uh, which is huge. Uh, he specifically Rask mentioned the family um, and travel. Uh, he also, you know, he took that as someone who is really big on the mental health stuff uh, and has mental health uh, issues. I he t- he took that hiatus, and I do believe that was uh, you know that was last season. I, I do believe that had something to do with mental health, and maybe that's brought on by the concussions because there is a link between depression and concussions uh, and mental health. So I, I I think with that considered, I think that's in the mix. I think he has something with that going on. And so for that reason, I could see him doing that. Um, he's already, you know, got his name on the cup, albeit he was, you know, it was led by Tim Thomas in that playoff push. Um, still counts yeah he's, he's still on there he's got his ring um i think all all he has really left to do is prove you know the naysayers wrong that have been you know bashing him since losing that game which is actually going to be on nbcsn at some point i think tonight or tomorrow uh against uh, <laughs> chicago yeah i know i know i know it's harsh but that's that's when the bashing started because uh, yeah he did he sure he fucked up but then you know that's his legacy now among some Bruins fans so I think all he has really left to do is prove them wrong and he almost did in game seven last year and didn't I know it's it's a tough pill to swallow in here but uh he came within one win of actually you know slaying those demons but you know maybe at this point he's done I'm not I'm not saying that all these Bruins fans bashing him is actually getting to him uh, I think I think players, professional players, do a good job of tuning that out, and he has a lot of support while he's playing. But you know, I, I could definitely see it. Um, you know, more so than I would say if I heard rumors about other players, I, I could definitely see him retiring. Um, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, because you're right. I think a lot of people obviously do bash him for one reason or another. Um, uh, you can't spell his name right. Yeah, oftentimes those Tucker are kind of words. Uh, yeah, oftentimes <laughs> they are the same group. But again, I was gonna say when you when you said, you know, he does have his name on the cup. I was gonna jump in and say they don't ask how, they just ask how many. But that's just not true in this scenario because people do ask how. And if you asked, I think a lot of Bruins fans, if you asked how many Stanley Cups Tugarask have, they would say zero. 
which is factually incorrect. He did play a role in the one, and he has his name in the cup, but like you said, Drew, he doesn't have that, I guess, playoff success. I don't want to say that because he has been. Hey, I, I, and uh, w- <laughs> with regards to winning a Stanley Cup, and again, I am. He hasn't I'm, finished it off. Yeah, I am very. He didn't win the game he is, seven. He's the reason <laughs> yeah. they got to the game seven. Yeah, and he, I will be the won first them one. Every yeah. series up until then, basically, I will be the first one to say that last season's Stanley Cup final and all of postseason was obviously not his fault, and I still am shocked by anyone who watched that playoff run and blames it on Rask because it very clearly was not at all his fault. Um, no, I think he. I think he converted some, you know, to the religion of Raska's elite. Yeah, because it is a religion. Yeah, um, <laughs> we prayed to him it's, nightly. I just filled out the census, and uh, that's what I put. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> your religion. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, I think uh, again, we we were talking about potential Hall of Fame stuff recently. I think him carrying a team in the postseason to a Stanley Cup, which, again, he has played well enough to do, and the team just hasn't necessarily stepped up for him when they needed to. He's bailed them out. They And not that they've never bailed him out before, but, you know, obviously it's not always on the goaltender to bail out the team. Sometimes the team has to bail out the goaltender. Not that he was terrible in Game 7 or anything. He definitely could have played better, but... Again, when you get a team to Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final, it's not always on you as the goaltender. Let me know when team. he steals a game. Yeah. Okay, let me know when he steals a Game 6 elimination <laughs> game. Okay, let me know when he steals a Game 7. Of the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah. Of the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it's, it really is up. Obviously, this is <laughs> it's up to him, right? Like, whether yeah, he feels he does still have something to prove and whether that's worth all the extra shit for him. Again, we have no idea what's going on in his personal life, kind of like Drew alluded to as far as physical, mental health, things like that, and whether yeah, he I, wants I really to keep on the grind. Mental health is big. Yeah, and again, like I, especially for, for someone like a goaltender who we've talked about this as far as actual hockey playing goes, that it is such a mental position to play. It's Obviously, you have to be very physically talented, but goaltending is really a, a mental position, and... When you consider all this extra bullshit, it's like, who's to say really what state he's in right now? And and a year from now, however the team does, whether he still feels he has something to prove and whether or not that something to prove is is worth him staying on for that time. It's also a really metal position. Shout out to all those those masks that they wear with all the cool, like, metal art on it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's tough to say. So <laughs> that was my dumbest joke of the pod. I'll, uh, I'll be back next week. Will it be though? Will it? <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I don't know who's to say. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not outright saying like, oh, he definitely is, but I would be less surprised by him retiring than any other goaltender in the league retiring at his age. Drew, I'm gonna clip that and make sure you're quoted earlier saying that he's definitely retiring at the end of the contract. Yeah, cool. Because you're, you're editing, right? <laughs> you always edit this podcast. Shit, I kind of watched my <laughs> Calling you out. Um, I'm actually uh, editing two podcasts today, and I will release them before this one is released tomorrow. Challenge and, and accepted. You, <laughs> well, am I editing or are you editing? Karen? I don't know. We'll figure that out. We never yeah. fucking know. <laughs> it's, it's always <laughs> I'm liking my chances here. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, I wake up at like noon, so... If I'm editing, 
You got a good shot, Chris. Actually, I, no, I feel you're like behind. I wake up. You're in Cali. Yeah, I wake up before you anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're fast off. But yeah, <laughs> but do you Probably go to true. sleep before me? <laughs> Probably. Because yeah. I'm an avid go to bed at 4 a.m. kind of guy. So. <laughs> I I wake up around 4 to 5 a.m. on the West Coast. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Jesus not like Christ. in a rods here, Drew, if we're being honest. But... So you're up 11 hours before me. No, your time. <laughs> That's not how that works. No, yeah, I did the math wrong. <laughs> Seven hours. No. Four, nope. Five hours. No, no, keep like, trying. No, wait, like, let me do the math. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. Don't say it. Don't like, say it. 5 a.m. your time would be 8 a.m. my time. So four hours, three hours yeah, before right. me. Wow. <laughs> As if you're getting up 1 a.m. my time. <laughs> I did it the yep. wrong way. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's tough. I talk about a lot how my math is bad, but ooh, that was a very good example. It's <laughs> <That was> just <laughs> logic. That kind of math. That kind of math. <laughs> it's okay. I'm good at other things. We're not, like, we're not a math Successfully podcast. predicting Rask retiring. We'll go back. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> well, Drew, you had to make an idiot out of yourself once on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Those are the rules. It's the so, brand. Right. It's the brand. <laughs> it's the brand. Chris has to say, I don't know, sing at the end. Cam has to say no, stuff no. that neither of us pay attention to. Yep. Um, yep. And, yeah. That's, that's what the people thing. tune in for. Yeah, <laughs> of course. All of the Brazilians out there. <laughs> the only person who commented on <laughs> on the singing was Mark, who said, I made it almost all the way through the podcast until the singing. <laughs> <laughs> and who can blame him? <laughs> who can blame him? Uh, all right, I got my a favorite part. I've got a random question for you guys that no. we have not previously dis- discussed the at all. But no. This is like totally random, like you. Well, I mean, it has nothing to do with anything. No, it it does have to do with the Bruins and hockey and things like that. But obviously the ideal scenario is that we finish out the rest of the season here. Whether it's regular season or just playoffs, I know certain players, media, fans prefer one thing or the other. Let's say this coronavirus shit keeps going through the summer and it's just not possible to finish out the season. Do you think it is fair to cuz obviously this has been discussed do you think it's fair to award the bruins a stanley cup based on the regular season or do you think at this point it should just be voided they should not award them it the, yeah that would be super unsatisfying that'd be yeah. like there's already an asterisk asterisk whatever fuck that um <laughs> you got to write this out <laughs> you know star <laughs> when you when you uh, you auto when autocorrect fucks you and you got to go re-edit it that thing I know it's like an asterisk. Or, I don't know if it's asterisk or asterisk. It's asterisk. It's asterisk. Yeah, so it's super weird. <laughs> asterisk. Um, that star thing. Asterisk. Asterisk. <laughs> Abstract. Um, you know that Tuka thing. Asterisk. Um, <laughs> when you when you hit when you hit shift eight on your keyboard, um, that uh, is is already. <laughs> I'll get to my point. Is already next to the uh, abbreviated season. Or Chicago one, um, though no one really talks about it now. But there was, you know, the following year or two, people were like, "Oh, but it was a shortened season, and that makes a huge difference." There would be seventeen asterisks. You have to go a few years, and people forget that the Bruins didn't actually win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, no, like that'll <laughs> never be forgotten. And so I really hope they don't. Like, 
I mean, I want the Bruins to win a Stanley Cup, but that's not the year is thirty seventy five. There's a difference. There's picks a difference. Up the scrolls of N- a- NHL history. <laughs> there's a there's a difference between winning the Stanley Cup and being awarded the Stanley Cup. Um, and so, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, you get awarded it for winning, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I hope they don't, and I don't think I don't think the Bruins players would want that. Like, how do you celebrate that? Especially if you're quarantined. But how, how do oh, you? Yeah, celebrate I don't think you do. That? Yeah, well, celebrate it hard. <laughs> you're not going to see freaking you know snow angels in the fountain like Ovi did. Yeah, know? so I, I hope they don't. Know. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I I don't think it would mean. Obviously, nearly as much, but really anything. Again, like, especially because you didn't even finish the regular season. And, I, again, it, like, that's one of the beauty of, of the NHL. Beauties of the NHL, I guess. I don't know how that works. Whatever. My point is that, obviously, the Stanley Cup Finals, we're biased. I think we all probably agree that it's the best postseason and one of the best things to watch in general in sports. But that's because it... You know, it, everything is on the line, and without getting to that at all, I think it it wouldn't really mean much at all. So I agree with you. I just wanted to. I felt the need to throw it out there because it has been something that's been discussed on social media and stuff. So I will say, a, football, a huge Patriots fan in my family who we converted to the Bruins, like being an actual you know avid fan, watching you know most of the games in the season, watching all the playoff games. He said that hockey playoffs are really intense. Maybe other than you know a, a very close Super Bowl. Like hockey is the most intense playoffs, and I think a lot of people could agree outside of hockey. I mean, if you're super into one sport, you're gonna be like, "Oh no, no, no!" The sports it's super intense. You're gonna try to justify it, but just as a general sports fan, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of all four major sports in uh, in North America, I would guess that you know a lot would say that hockey is the most intense, hardest to win. Yeah. So, random question. Um, is this really random, or is it Chris? Not, I don't know if Chris answered. <laughs> no, he, he, I think he agreed with you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't listening. He was like texting or some shit. <laughs> no, I wasn't texting. I was. Yo, stop sliding in those DMs for the Chris, um, for the Bruce and Bruins Instagram. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I waited and I said, uh, yeah, don't award the cup. That's dumb. Um, so, conversationstarters.com, dot com random question generator. Uh, what movies have you rewatched the most number of times? Fast and Furious. Movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. Well, if you count all eight of them as the same movie. In general, I guess it doesn't specify in quarantine. It just says most number I, of times. I got two for this. Let's hear them. Smokey and the Bandit. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. An all-time favorite of my dad and uncles that they. You know, brought down to me. That's almost a religion too. Nice. One time, nice. my dad and uncle were sitting down and watching TV, and it came up on a Spanish channel, and they watched it because <laughs> they know every line. Did so it have? Didn't I've matter. done it before. So I was going to say <laughs> it didn't have subtitles, but apparently it doesn't matter. Yeah. Also, um, well, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. and uh, the last one would be something that I spaced out because Monty Python popped into my head. Um, come back to me. All right, Cam. Um, uh, I don't know the numbers. I, if I were to guess which movie I've rewatched the most, I would say probably Step Brothers would be okay, it. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I, that's my favorite comedy as of now. So. so I think mine are Jurassic Park, 
Jaws, uh, My Cousin Vinny. Mm, okay. uh, Good one. I think like Caddyshack's probably on there. Great one. Great one. Um, Ocean's Eleven, definitely. I've seen Ocean's Eleven a billion times. Um, oh, Miracle. Yeah, I think for me, for sure. Okay. Like, I think I could quote yeah, every I've line seen, of that I've movie. I've probably seen it like five times, yeah. I've probably seen it like 5,000 times. <laughs> it's an unhealthy amount. <laughs> and uh, two two weird ones. Uh, School of Rock, I've seen. Oh, School of Rock, times. yes, Good. yes, okay, Good yeah. Yeah. And Rush Hour 2, I've seen all of Really? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that was the most random. Like, there's a lot of classics in there. And just rush hour yeah, two. And then rush Not that it's bad, two. but like it just very well, so random. I, so when I back before DVDs, I had so you could like back in go, the day. We yeah we we had satellite TV because we lived up in the forest and forest the forest <laughs> um, and. So you go on these channels, the like the pay per view channels, and instead of like putting the movie on demand, it would just like, all right, you're starting it, like in the middle of it or at the beginning of it, wherever it is. And so we'd like put a blank tape in and just record it, and then you'd have it on on VHS. But you'd have like six or seven, just like back to back to back of this one movie (laughs) (laughs) and so i think i had one for school of rock and i had one for rush hour two where i just like put it in i'd like it'd be on in the background i watch it like four or five times (laughs) there you go it's your saturday just watching school of rock you know what i had a lot of on vhs was uh was whose line is it anyway episodes that my parents would record for me um, yeah, I, I loved Who's which, Line. Which, speaking of VHS, reminds me of another one. It wasn't the one I d- forgot, which I remembered, but El Dorado. I would. Uh, we have this uh, place up in Maine, and the tradition when I was a kid was we go up, first night we eat spaghetti, and then I sit down Crazy. and watch El Dorado on VHS. And we, w- we would go there at that point. We don't go as much anymore, but we would go... I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 weekends out of the year, out of the 52 weeks a year. Um, so I watched El Dorado about 15 to 20 times a year for about five years. Um, so that's definitely the most watched. Uh, the other one I was going to say is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas because um, – nice, nice one, Chris. Uh, <laughs> is that Coke? Oh, no, it's a Budweiser. Oh. It is a Bud Heavy. Uh, either way, shameful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, because me and my friends in high school who I've talked about a lot in this podcast, which is uh, which is great, they're great people. Um, <laughs> shouts to shouts to Drew's friends. Ooh, shout uh, out to Derek, think... Willie, Stephen, Ian, and Drew Cashmar. Um, they're all named Cashmar. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> yes, say, was Stephen and Ian one person, or was it two people? Stephen, <laughs> your whole group of friends are all siblings and cousins. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird dynamic. Um, <laughs> it made prom so, really weird, but <laughs> um, so if you're in uh, in loathing, uh, you know me and my friends in high school, we get fucked up as like seniors or whatever and we a lot of the time we'd crash at my house and so a couple of my friends would crash on the couch and so we'd all be basically passing out on the couch before like i would wake up and be like i gotta go to bed and fear and loathing at like 2 a.m would come on like every time and we'd catch it at the same exact point 
It would either be just at the beginning or like, you know, first or second scene. And so we'd watch the first 30 minutes of it and then we'd all be passed out by that point. So I've seen the beginning of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas so many fucking times (laughs) (laughs) just because I've been drunk and high and it just comes on every time. Me and my friends joke about it all the time that are like, oh, is Fear and Loathing on? It's 2 a.m. We're fucked up. All right. Right on. <laughs> right on. Hey. It was a great story. Shouts. I know. That was my best. <laughs> shouts to whatever that website was, conversationstarters.com. I can't uh, believe we're at that point where we need <laughs> We're already over an hour. We didn't need it, but it was good. Oh, I know. I, I didn't do that specifically for that purpose. It was just because I was making fun of Cam for saying random question, but it wasn't really a random question. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. It, started, it did its role. It fulfilled its purpose of starting a conversation. Yep. The quarantine life All is right. what it is. I, so I I think that's it, guys. Uh I hope everybody enjoyed hey. this episode eight of what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope everybody enjoyed episode eight of Brews and Bruins despite uh Drew being a member of this podcast. <laughs> oh fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the least oh. favorite. No, the least favorite is all of yeah. us. I am just the least favorite of the hosts which is almost an honor in itself <laughs> yeah i think uh stop trying to justify that you're the makes least me the popular. most favorite <laughs> we're all the least favorite but you're the least least favorite of the least yeah, favorite I, so. I have the <laughs> i have the lowest follower count uh the fewest people get my jokes um i think that makes me better than everybody no, no, no one gets my jokes i i tweeted out as tom hanks still alive and it got no likes so after an hour i deleted it <laughs> the opposite of evergreen content i was like oh is that in poor taste i guess so too soon someone's too gonna soon. Re- retweet that in like 2035 when tom hanks dies <laughs> i already i already deleted it but yeah i'll tweet it out again again Oh, hey! Right, we're we wrapping up. In, in the words of Childish Gambino, because the internet mistakes are forever. There, Drew. All right. All right. All right, Chris. Uh, you know, tradition. Sing us out. Oh, uh, let's get down to business. Nah, you already did that one. No, 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 We got it. Me and Cam got to pick the song, but it has to be something okay. in your wheelhouse. Um, What's your go-to karaoke yeah, song? Beyond cut that Mulan? out. Me forgetting that I already sang that song. <laughs> no, no, that's staying in. Do you have a go-to? There's only one thing I'm cutting, and the audience doesn't know, but we know. Um, <laughs> it's Drew talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a go-to karaoke song besides Mulan soundtrack? <laughs> Oh, I have plenty of go-to. Okay, yeah, here one. Songs, go but... random song generator. Yeah, yeah, random song generator. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, random song generator. All right. I did a bunch of fake typing to make it sound like you were typing a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, was typing on my phone. That's me. That's me over here <laughs> with links to hear the music. All right, let's do this. Uh, Post Malone circles. Stop when you know something. Like I can actually sing it. Post Malone circles. BTS respect. Jonas Brothers sucker. BTS louder than bomb. I'm a sucker uh, for you. Kenny Chesney here and now. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's not long enough for us to fade out into the music. We need a long, a long fade out here. 
Um, that's good. Oh, enough. okay. No, 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 no. How about um, uh, "Rock and Roll All Night" by Kiss? Ah, wanna rock and rock and roll all night. Yeah, and party every day. I wanna rock and roll all night. Party every day. Bam, 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 bam. I don't know. <laughs> 